We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Good day and welcome. Bill Michaels Show, we are on the air. We are glad uh, on this Tuesday, the 8th of December, that you are with us. Packers get a win. They are off today. Coach is working from home. Then they start getting ready tomorrow for the Detroit Lions, heading over to the Motor City and Ford Field. The Lions coming away with a victory over the Bears this past weekend. And we had some football yesterday. We'll talk more about that coming up. But now, joining us uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, great to talk to him again, a former Packer wide receiver, Jordy Nelson joining us. Jordy, how you been? I'm doing great. How you doing? We're doing extremely well. So, uh, first and foremost, uh, I do want to ask you because I know that uh, you're not just here because you called us up and said, hey, I don't have anything else going on. Uh, You guys have a project that's uh, pretty near and dear to your heart uh, called Fill the Stadium. And I was reading a little bit about it last night. It was at their website at fillthestadium.com and what it is you guys are doing. So just kind of explain it real quick so people get an idea as to what Fill the Stadium means because it, it can be a little bit deceiving just by the name. Yeah, so first it's with the organization Compassion International, which uh, my wife and I have um, been a part of for I don't know, she's over 10 years now. Uh, so their main thing is um, you can financially adopt a child from another country that is in uh, need of food, nutrition, uh, supplements, hygiene essentials, and stuff like that. So you pay a little bit each month, you write a letter to them, and it's kind of a distance, kind of um, like a pen pal type thing, if everyone remembers those back from middle school middle school and elementary school days where you could have a pen pal. So they provide all the nutrition and everything for these people. Um, and then um, last couple years ago, my wife and I partnered with them and a, another couple and helped build one of the centers that they build, and this one was in Peru by chance. So it just allows these people in these uh, countries that are um, in some need of some things to have a center to go to, get the supplies, the food and stuff they need to stay healthy. And so with this year, with uh, obviously COVID hitting and everything changing for everyone, um, they weren't able to do the fundraisers. Uh, Compassion International wasn't able to do the fundraisers they normally do. So they're short on the um, donations that they normally get. And then obviously the need from COVID that's hit these um, countries that are 
maybe a little bit on the poverty edge or are in the poverty, um, even harder than what they've hit here in, in America. So um, they're trying to make up for the lost donations that they had because of COVID and not be able to put on their big events and benefits and then also trying to make up the room for the extra need that's necessary because these families in these countries, the parents might not be going to work because they don't want to go get sick and then bring it home to their family. They're mm-hmm. just in an odd situation, probably similar to a lot of the people here in America. So um, they came up with this idea of called Fill the Stadium. And um, there's 70,000 children in need. Um, and so through a conversation, someone thought that uh, an average stadium, uh, football stadium, is about 70,000 people. So their goal is to fill a football stadium um, with donations to – um, help these families across the world that are in need because of COVID and everything else going on. So that's the basis of Fill the Stadium. Um, it's a $500 donation that would provide the food, the nutrition supplements, the hygiene essentials, COVID-19 medical screening. So the $500 will cover all that for that individual and, and also some of their family as well. So um, there's just a lot of need right now. And this is something Emily and I have been passionate about. Obviously, kids, as we were when we were in Wisconsin and Green Bay with Young Life, but Compassion International just allows us to do another way of helping kids across this world um, to stay healthy and give them the best opportunity to be successful. That's awesome. Uh, Again, if people want to donate, they can check it out by simply going to fillthestadium.com. That's fillthestadium.com. Read more about it and everything right there. I I do want to ask you some football questions. I mean, uh, you're sitting at home, you're watching Devontae Adams haul in the 400th touchdown catch uh, of Aaron Rodgers. You know you've got a lot of those uh, under your own belt. Talk a little bit about the emotion watching Aaron Rodgers be the fastest ever to 400 in the National Football League. Yeah, he continues to impress. Um, Nothing's changed over the years. I, I mean, when I was there, about every milestone that he would hit everything was you know fastest too based off of games uh played so it's impressive that he can continue to play at that high level um it's fun to watch him and Devontae and the chemistry that they have formed over the last handful of years and it's at an all-time high right now so um those two when they're on the same page and playing well they make it very enjoyable to watch you make it look extremely extremely easy even though obviously being from the inside of that that meeting room and those practices you you know it's not but there's a lot of hard work that's gone into it to be successful on Sunday and it's it's fun to be on the other side watching it you uh you and I sat down in Miami this past year we were talking about uh, this offense and what it takes to get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers and you said that you were still working at it even when you know you left Green Bay Uh, how difficult is it to really get that wink and a nod, that understanding as to what he wants and where he wants you to be, how tough is it to be able to become that guy? I don't. Tough is – I don't know if it's the right word. I think it's just time, and honestly, it's just focus. Um, you have to be able to remember a lot – not necessarily remember certain things, but have to be able to recall a lot of things would probably be the most difficult part of it, but – it starts to me, the easy part is it starts in the meeting room of paying attention to everything, not only that your coach is telling you, but what Aaron mentions, um, it all carries over. Then that's going then out to practice and executing it. It seems very much like coach speak, but it is. If you, if you can't answer a question in a meeting room with confidence in the way that he wants it um, answered, then he's not going to have too much confidence in you. And then if you can't go to the practice field and execute what was talked about, say an hour two hours before in the meeting room 
then, you know, the confidence isn't going to be there. So uh, for these young guys that are there now and any guy that's coming in or even at any level, it all starts in the meeting room with that communication level and then you carry it over to practice. And then once those confidence builds and you make a play or two in a game, it will continue to snowball. But it's it's just paying attention. Um, that's all I try to do. Even when I was young and wasn't playing, it was listening to Greg and Donald and James and Ravel, all those guys, and trying to just – even if Aaron was talking to them and not necessarily to me, I was listening. So if I happened to get thrown into that spot um, – I knew what to do, and I wasn't going to make a mistake and have to have, be told again. So, um, I think that's I think that's where a lot of a lot of guys uh, miss out is the the mental part of it. I uh, the I remember an interview. I think it was Chris Carter. Remember, you were doing a lot of stuff: back shoulders on the sideline, tiptoes, all that kind of stuff. And I think it was Chris Carter. Wasn't it Chris Carter that came to the Hudson Center and? interviewed you and yeah. talked about the art of the back shoulder. You don't see that nearly as much. Is that because it has to be that special relationship between a quarterback and a receiver to see that more often? It's a combination. Um, there is a little chemistry to it. There is um, a feel for it. I think the year that we really had those rolling, if you look back a couple years before that, we were winning over top so much that um, GB started playing over top. So, again, a lot of people and fans think that um, the back shoulder is like a called play, um, and it's not. It is a fade ball. It is a go route, and it's all based on how the DB plays it. If he plays over top and stays on top, the quarterback reads that, and then he throws it pretty much right at the DB's head, which by the time it gets to you becomes um, behind you and becomes a back shoulder. So it's routine. Um, I don't think they have – I don't know how often uh, with LaFleur calling plays in their offense, how much they're just running go balls um, as we did with Coach McCarthy or um, even quick fade balls or anything like that. So um, I think they're more concept-oriented and meshing things together instead of more one-on-one routes. So that might be a difference as well. Talking with Jordy Nelson, former Packer wide receiver. He's got a, a website to go to and check it out, a charitable website, fillthestadium.com. That's fillthestadium.com. Do you like what you see out of uh, – when you say they make it look easy, Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae and such, do you like what you see out of Matt LaFleur's offense? It's um, Yeah, I think if you look at the new offenses that are coming through with um, – obviously everyone's big on Sean McVay, but then LaFleur's out of that a little bit and there's – some of it when I was in Oakland because our offensive coordinator came over from the Rams as well, uh, Greg Olson. So you see some of the the run game, the the fly motions by the receivers. So there's a lot of moving parts that gets the linebackers' eyes moving in different directions. And obviously with what Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are doing out of the backfield, just allows Aaron to have that extra you know half second to a second on the play action, which allows you to develop more routes downfield um, and give you options for a big play. So it, it's fun to, especially when they get that run game going, um, I think they're a great and enjoyable offense to watch because everything just gels together you can, and it all looks the same. The run action, if he's handing it off or he's not, it's all it's all the same. So um, it's, it's fun to watch. It's smooth. Um, and it's the same way with the Rams. I mean, once they get that run game going, their bootlegs and everyone crossing, you know, running deep crosses and everything. It's fun to watch and it's smooth. Do you still stay in touch with the guys? Yeah, I just uh, talked to Devontae the other day. Uh, talked to Aaron a little while ago. Called and left a message on his birthday. Um, talked to Randall a week or so ago. So um, every once in a while, there's certain things that come up if it's through a game or um, 
something that happened or story that came up, so I'll just randomly give them a call or they'll shoot a text and we'll talk for a little bit, just kind of depending what's going on in everyone's lives. Jordy, it's always great to talk to you. Again, it's called fillthestadium.com. That's fillthestadium.com. They can find more information about it and uh, all the different services provided. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Uh, stay healthy, and, and I hope to talk to you further down the road, okay? All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Jordy Nelson, uh, wide receiver, former wide receiver for the Green Bay Packer, and uh, one of the best, one of the best to ever do it. In a Green Bay uniform, without a doubt, uh, the connection that he had with Aaron Rodgers, as he said, was just something that you, you just listened. You just anticipated and listened, and and then you learn from uh, whatever the mistakes were, learn from the circumstances, and kind of go from there. But uh, good to talk to Jordy Nelson. Good to get some of his insight and good to get some of his thought. And, he, again, he's doing it for a, a website called fillthestadium.com, trying to uh, raise enough funding for uh, 70,000 kids, families, and they filled over uh, 16,000. It's like 16,688, I think, is what the total number is right now. Or six, Yeah, 16,688, but uh, they're trying to provide uh, the goals for 70,000 children. So if you can go to fillthestadium.com, really good stuff. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. 800 800- 44 Pride to go to schneiderjobs.com. When we come back, we're going to hear from the head coach from yesterday, Matt LaFleur. Your Green Bay Packers is next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We roll on the head coach of your Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, chatting with the media. Talked about uh, there's been a lot of discussion regarding the front of the Green Bay Packers. And we did see Kamal Martin very, very active uh, this past weekend. Had one missed tackle, came right back after that, made sure of it. Kind of learned from the mistakes, so to speak. Love to see that. But he talked about the performance of Dean Lowry and the inside linebacker, Kamal Martin. Yeah, I think, um, you know, two guys that are obviously important to our defense. Dean plays a, a lot of snaps for us, and I feel like his play has picked up over the last couple of weeks, uh, certainly in the run game. Uh, that's where that's where he has to show through for us. Um, and then Kamal, I thought, although I think he played like 16 snaps yesterday, uh, I know obviously the, the first play of the game, he's got a he's – a chance to get a TFL. We just got to get him to slow down a little bit. I love the way he, the energy uh, that he brings to our defense, the effort, the intensity. And uh, I thought there were some good plays he made. Uh, when the one thing about Kamal, when he sees it, he's gonna he's gonna uh, hit it. And uh, there's no hesitation in his game. And sometimes that's that's really good. And and other times that can get you in a bad spot. So. I just think he's a young player, man, that just needs to work through some of this stuff. But I'm, I'm really excited about just the athleticism and the intensity of what, what he brings to our defense. That guy is a football player. That's why I like him. He's he's just a football player. And as time goes on, those instincts will get better. 
Right now, he's playing with the adrenaline and the instinct, but the instinct for the National Football League versus just going and getting somebody in college, it's a little more finesse. You have to know it a little bit better, but he's going to get it. I, I really like the energy with which he plays, without a doubt. He was also, Matt LaFleur was also asked about, you know, finally, they ripped that big one off. Aaron Jones, 77 yards. How important is that for the offense? Certainly, that, that makes life easier, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I thought there were a lot of good runs in the game that are that are very, very close to being explosive runs. Um, that was a good – it's a really good run defense. It's really good defense overall, uh, just how, how physical they are. They're very sound. They're not overly complicated, but they play hard and they've got good players. So that always makes it a challenge to go against. And, you know, we we're, were a couple situations, I think, in that game where, you know, we have we got to look at some of the things we were doing schematically uh, where we didn't – give our guys the best chance. And then also, um, you know, there were some situations in that game where our execution has to be better. And then it was, it was so fun to see though, that, that last play when you have just the effort on that run uh, for first starting off by Aaron Jones, but, you know, we, we mentioned David, you could see him out, out in front, um, MVS, you saw Devontae rolling down there. You saw our quarterback rolling down there, Elton Jenkins. I mean, guys were were straining on that play. And that's that typically is what happens on when you when you get those big touchdown runs, is you know, it, it's it's all about that extra effort, making sure that your man doesn't make the tackle. And uh, you know, that was obviously a a big time play in that game. Uh, also, he was asked regarding the offensive line. Now, Rick Wagner, remember, he started at the right tackle position. So how did he evaluate him? I thought he played a really solid game. I thought he did a great job. Uh, he was he was stout in pass protection. I thought all in all, I know we got beat on the second play of the game on, on a sack, but um, the other sack came on a keeper where Aaron, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of lose track of where, where you are. And it was actually a, a – a zero yard gain that they count as a sack. So all in all, I thought our pass protection was outstanding. I thought those guys battled and did a great job. I thought there were a few times Aaron did a nice job of sliding up in the pocket to avoid some pressure, but I thought the pass protection was on point. Uh, and and that, a big reason for that was Rick. And I thought Rick did an outstanding job in that game. Then you go with the 2019 draft. When you think about that, you look at guys. Darnell Savage came in and really impressed last year. So often, questions about whether or not Rashawn Gary was play better as of late as well. And, and Matt Lafleur talks about last year's draft. Yeah, that's what you always have in mind. You want those guys <laughs> to produce. And um, no, it was just yeah. Obviously, Elton Jenkins has been a tremendous player, going all the way back from really when he first got his first opportunity. He's been outstanding. Um, you know, being able to line up at any of the five spots, that's rare. And then to be able to go out there and play at a high level, I mean, that, that's just unheard of. So I think Darnell Savage is starting to show more and more each and every game. I think he's playing extremely fast. He's doing a great job from, from when he's tracking from as a middle third safety uh, in the run game. I think he's he, he was put in a couple situations where – you know, he was in man coverage, did a great job there. And then, obviously, that interception at the end of the game was uh, just a, a what a play that was. Um, and you got to give credit to 
to the pass rush on that. I think Preston Smith hit the quarterback's arm, which definitely affected the throw. Uh, but no, I'm really excited about Savage. The one thing he needs to learn to do is just he wants to make the the big plays so bad that sometimes he he'll play. I don't want to say outside the the framework of the scheme or anything like that, but he just he, he's got to be patient and let those plays come to him because when he is, uh, I think he's going to be uh, as good as he wants to be because he's got all the athleticism and I think he's he's very very intelligent and he's got great football instincts and awareness. Um, so he's a guy that you know, I think just the more he plays, the more comfortable he gets, the better you're going to see from him. And then Rashawn Gary is uh, a guy that another guy that just continues to show great effort on every play, um, every every chance he's in there, and I think he's really done a great job of affecting the quarterback, and that that's obviously something that we look for in that position. So the question that we discussed uh, just a little while ago, special teams, and how concerned is he? That special teams just not performing real well right now. Well, it's always a concern when you're giving up, you know, big plays like that. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's just like any other phase. Uh, you need every player doing their responsibility. And if you don't get that done, bad things typically happen. It's, it's just one of those deals where it, it's going to take all 11 and it starts on that punt. I mean, we've got to have a better punt. JK knows it. Uh, we can't put the ball right down the middle of the, of the pipe. And then just our gunner got should have been on the left side of the returner. He ended up on the right side. So it goes back to every man owning their responsibility and, and, and doing that to, to the best of their ability. And if you don't get guys that are um, executing and doing their responsibilities, th- those are the things that happen. So what does it mean when Aaron Rodgers comes during the postgame show and talks about Matt LaFleur and how he's in the zone and play calling is so good right now and in a rhythm? I don't know. I think it's just, you you know, anytime you can get into a rhythm and, and move the ball and have opportunities for big plays and uh, whether it's in the run of the pass and you're having success and the guys are going out there and they know what to do. I, I would say this about our the last two games. It is by far the fewest mistakes that we've had on the offensive side of the ball uh, all, all year long. In, in two years, I think we had five mental errors um, two weeks ago and four in this game. And typically we try to keep it. You always want to keep it under 10, but mistakes are going to happen. They are going to happen. But our guys, that they've shown great ownership of the plan. And then if, if you get everybody on the same page, knowing what to do, then you have a chance to go out there and be successful. And so that's a credit to uh First and foremost, our players of, of really owning the plan and taking pride in, in making sure that they know what to do, but also the coaches doing a great job of communicating just the responsibilities and expectations on each play. And then should the punter, as I had mentioned during the postgame show, should J.K. Scott have just a little bit better technique when it comes to tackling? I just think it's, it's more or less just the mindset when you get in that situation. Um, I would just – what we'll tell them is to – hey take your shot, man, uh, make them cut it back, whatever. And hopefully the pursuit's there, but, uh, you know, it does us no good when, when we're backpedaling and the guy's giving us moves and, you know, 
those guys are typically going to be a little bit more athletic than most punters. And that's just the way, it, the way it works. Right. So, um, you, you got to close the space and, and just take a shot at the guy. And if you miss him, great. Or if you get him down, great. And if you miss him, then we need the pursuit to be there. So there you go. Matt LaFleur talking yesterday to the media Packers off today. Uh, coaches doing their things from home. And uh, then from there, they're going to be uh, back reconvening it tomorrow uh, and getting ready for the game coming up this weekend. Hey, uh, a couple of things I wanted to let you know. First and foremost, uh, coming up next, we're going to hear from Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And secondly, our friends from New Mel Medical Center, reminder, look, uh, ready, or, ready or not, the holidays are here. Gift-getting, holiday parties, traveling. Face it, the holidays, while they're fun, they take energy. And if you're sluggish, foggy, moody, you're going to be the guy everybody calls the Grinch. And probably it could be because of low testosterone or low T. If you're over the age of 30, go get tested. My friends over at the New Mel Medical Center, they can help, just like they help me. And you're going to have plenty of energy to enjoy all that the holidays have to offer. And when it comes to gift giving, what a better gift to give than a better you. Medical experts at New Mel, the medical experts at New Mel Medical Center, they have a 98% success rate of treating guys with ED as well, without the nasty side effects of the pills and the creams. And uh, there's a lot of great food this time of year. We all know that. You may start packing on the pounds. You don't have to. As a matter of fact, you can go into the new year uh, a little slimmer and jumpstart the all-in-one weight loss program. You don't have to gain weight over the holidays. I mean, that's a fact. I'm not. I'm hoping you're not as well. Stay healthy. Get into a new you. Call the medical experts over at New Mel Medical Center, 414-455-4451, with locations in Milwaukee and in Green Bay. All throughout the upper Midwest, go to 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414 414- Four five five four four five one. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette is going to join us next on the Bill Michael Show. Border to border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Do you want to know what's going on at twelve sixty five Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Bring in now Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette uh, joining us as uh, we get ready for uh, what will be the Packers and the Detroit Lions coming up this weekend in Ford Field. Uh, Ryan, uh, let's go back to the game this past weekend. Um, you know, I, I know the score was a little bit closer maybe than really what the game was. Give me your assessment of the defense in this past week's game. Well, except for one play, they played fairly well. I mean, obviously you can't give up touchdowns on fourth and 18 no matter what the situation is or, or how large your lead is or who it's against. But you take that one play away, they essentially gave up the three points and, and the other seven came on the punt return. To me right now, the, the, the biggest issue on this team is special teams. They've got to get that mm-hmm. fixed. Um, but right. the defense, you know, it did what it needed to do against an Eagles offensive line that is terrible because it's been ravaged by injuries. Carson Wentz, whatever on earth has happened to him. I mean, it's, it's, it was, it's really just sad to, to watch. Um, Carson Wentz, is, he, he looks like a broken quarterback right now. And, um, uh, even if even even if you're a Packers fan, you, you'd like to see the great players in the game play up to their level, and and he just he wasn't doing that. Um, but give the Packers defense front a lot of credit, seven sacks, and did what it needed to do against that offensive line. I think it's something going forward that they can certainly build from. 
So uh, I want to go back to the special teams real quick. Um, I, now, I have not had a chance. I'm going to do that tonight to look at the All-22. But did you see anything? Is it just simply gap breakdowns and gap integrity? Or is this the punting? I mean, the, the one the other day against Indianapolis uh, a couple weeks ago, I mean, that clearly was a line drive. That was a missile of a punt. It got down there. It outkicked the coverage. And then it set things up, uh, obviously, for the return. But this past weekend, was it something in the gap that you saw? Or was it something else? I thought J.K. Scott's punt was better than the one that he had a few weeks ago there against Jacksonville. But you know, Bill, it's it, it, Matt Lafleur still said that wasn't his best punt, and, and it's a combination. I mean, it's, it's the punt, but it's also the coverage. It's just it's not it's not being very you know. In, in Packers run defense, they, they talk about gap integrity and 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 being assignment sure. And it's the same with, with a coverage unit. I mean, you you have your lanes. You need to stay in your lanes. Need to not give up outside leverage, and they, you know, they they just it broke down, and it's broken down now twice in four games. And let's, you know, he's a punter, but J.K. Scott can can show himself to have a pulse when he's on the field as well. Um, he, he can he can try to get in the way. Uh, not that he's going to be tackling um, a lot of returners. He's not as athletic as the guy with the ball. I, I totally get that. But get in the way and try to try to give your pursuit a chance um, in those situations. Twice now, he he just hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I completely agree. I said that uh, during the postgame show. I'm like, I'd like him to see him just throw a body at somebody for anything. I mean, right now all he's doing is dancing and becoming a highlight reel for getting fake completely out of his jock at that point. Offensively speaking, though, Matt LaFleur, a lot of praise yesterday, as we just heard for the offense. Uh, the fewest mistakes he said over the last two years. Matt LaFleur almost never says anything that glowing about his offense. Um, so when he says that, that that's it's like really high praise. It's really high praise anyway, but it's especially really high praise for Matt LaFleur because he's just not a guy. He's very tunnel-visioned one week at a time, going 1-0 this week. Um, not a guy to just throw out that kind of praise. So that gives you an idea of how, how this Packers offense is played. And my goodness, um, you know, the, the, over the course of a season – each week is different. You, you have some games that are about the standings, the seedings, um, the significance of the win, whether it's a statement victory. Um, and then you very rarely have, have those games that are about milestones. And my, there, there are so many milestones. That, 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 that was what th- this past week was about, from Aaron Rodgers getting the touchdown pass 400. Uh, it's amazing. He was He's one of seven to hit 400. He was one of 11 to hit 300 touchdown passes. Of that 11, he was the only one to do it before throwing 100 career interceptions. Now he's the only one to get 400 without throwing 100 career interceptions, just 88 in his career. It's entirely plausible, Bill, that, that he could finish his career with fewer than 100 interceptions. He's only thrown 10 since the start of 2018. And it's really remarkable. Uh, and then Devontae Adams, who twice, including last year, has landed on 997 yards, uh, left no doubt this season. With, with, with the year he's having, it's, it's quite possibly the, the greatest receiving season in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Seven straight games with a touchdown now to tie Don Hudson's record. Um, one of five receivers ever with a, a thousand yards and, and 12 touchdowns in their first 10 games of a season. The, the other four, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, you might have heard of them. Uh, he, he's keeping company with Hall of Famers right now. It's it's really remarkable to watch. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, we, we you can you can you look at the 997 twice. But he's he's 18 feet from being a four-time 
1,000-yard receiver before turning 28. He turns 28 later this month. So, uh, you know, those two guys are really at, at the top of their games and the top of the game right now, and they give this team a chance to beat anybody on any week. So I, I want to ask you this because I was watching that debate today. And, by the way, we're talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. When it comes to Devontae Adams, is it, it – and this is, again, this is the national perspective. The only reason he's this good is because they don't have anybody else. So do you buy into that, that if there were, if there was Jordy, if there was James, if there was Greg, if there was Jermichael, if there was Donald, that Devontae would be just another guy and would not have the same amount of numbers? Or do you think that he is just that elevated and that good above everybody else and he would shine in whatever, whatever group he was in? Well, the, the debate is, is talent versus production, and those are two different things. He would be this good if the Packers – had gone out and gotten Justin Jefferson in the draft and, 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 you know, spent that first round pick and, and added a, a, another premium receiver. He would still be this good. Now he might not get as many targets, which obviously leads to less production. Um, so I think there's an argument there. He'd still be one of, if not the best receiver in the game. And that, that's where Devontae Adams is right now. Um, and, and what, what makes him good yeah, what, what, what makes him productive is the targets. What makes him good, for four years now, he's had the best releases off the line of scrimmage of any receiver in the game. He's so technically sound, uh, fundamentally sound. And cornerbacks, they, they, they can't press up against him on the line of scrimmage because you can't, you can't cover those releases. So it really limits what you can do to take him away. And when he's getting as many targets as he's getting with that kind of talent, it's just the perfect marriage of – of talent and production that, that you're seeing here. As we uh, last thing before I let you go, as we sit here and watch the Packers four and one in their last five games, uh, they even offensively played decently against Indianapolis and thought that maybe they had found something according to Aaron Rodgers. And we see other teams in the national in the, in the NFC falter, such as Seattle. We all say, why not the Green Bay Packers to get to a Super Bowl? But do we buy into the narrative as this team continues to win against teams with lesser talent? And that's always the the caveat because how do you think this team, even though they're gaining steam and momentum right now, how do you think this team performs when you talk about the Tampa Bays, the New Orleans of the world, and even when you look at the likes of a team like Minnesota who ended up beating them more so with the run game and Dalvin Cook, do are, are we starting to crescendo again towards a team that's starting to roll but roll against lesser talent and we really don't know how good this team is until we get to the postseason and they get punched in the mouth you know it's i think that we've seen enough to know that this team is really good i i, I mean point, point to me in the nfc a team that that this this packers team can't beat i i don't see it you know tampa bay they, they can be very good or they can be very bad you don't know what tampa bay team's going to show up uh new orleans and 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 Seattle now, you can say the same thing about. You can say the same thing about the Packers too. You, you don't you look at what they did in, in Indy. It's a great example of a microcosm of, of how up and down they can be. Twenty-eight points in the first half against that Colts defense. Three points in the second half. So you don't really. I mean, you, you can you can lump the Packers in that same group, but they've got as good of a chance as anybody in this conference. And when you look at the reality that that if they went out they're likely going to have home field advantage because the Saints still have to play the Chiefs. And to me, when you look at the, the, the league as a whole, it, it really feels like it's the Chiefs and everyone else right now. Mm-hmm. So the Saints are still going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes. If, if the Packers can win out, and there is a big if, because I don't know how they're going to tackle Derrick Henry. They're going to have to right. figure that out. But if they can win out, and, and including that Titans game, 
they're they're staring right at a number one seed, and they're staring at right at a number one seed. You know, home field advantage isn't much this year because of the the, the crowd situation with COVID nineteen. But the elements can be an awful, awfully big home field advantage, and, and having a New Orleans Saints team or even a, a Seattle Seahawks team or a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team come up to Lambeau Field, that's a heck of an advantage to have in January. So, yeah, certainly. I, I think that this Packers team has as good of a chance as anybody in the conference. Ryan, great to talk to you as always, pal. We'll talk later in the week, okay? All right. Take care, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ryan Ward of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Good stuff from him. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Let's listen to Radio Joe Zinzola. Tell us about his buying experience for his automobile. Yeah, Hyundai West Dallas is where I got my car, and I have been very happy with it. It is... Really, it's just my Hyundai Sonata. It, it is a really nice car, and it's fully equipped. It is just... I. I my favorite car, really. I mean, I just, I can, there is nothing to complain about about my Hyundai. The other thing that I really like is customer satisfaction, and that's what they have going on at Hyundai West Alice. Right now, they have the winter sell-down event. All new vehicles are sold at or below dealer invoice. They will match any Wisconsin dealer's offer, offering top Kelly Blue Book values on trades, which includes 0% financing available, no payments until February, no down payment needed. And... Those of you that are listening around the state right now, like in Wausau or Eau Claire or Green Bay, you're, you're probably saying to yourself, wait a minute, West Dallas? That's in southeastern Wisconsin. Why would I want to drive all the way down to West Dallas? Well, guess what? Hyundai West Dallas, they're doing something that a lot of dealerships are not doing, and they are coming to you. So if you live in Wausau, if you live in Eau Claire, they are willing to work with you on getting a new car with them on the phone or online, if you go to HyundaiWestAllis.com, there's three different ways to contact them online. Um, if there is a car you really like, especially if it's a Hyundai, uh, that's where they have it. And then if you have a, if you have an iPad or a tablet, you can sign all the paperwork digitally on there. You never have to drive down to West Dallas to try and get this deal done. No, it's all digital now, and it's a really, really cool deal. And that's how you can do it. And they will ship the car up to you. They've already closed a couple of deals in Illinois. They closed one out in Missouri. So, guys, this is for everywhere across the state and beyond the borders here on the network. This is all for you at Hyundai West Dallas. And if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you'll get an additional $500 off your new car. It's all happening at Hyundai West Dallas. Go to HyundaiWestDallas.com. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers return to practice tomorrow to face the Detroit Lions at Ford Field on Sunday. Last week, the Packers had to place defensive tackle Montrevious Adams on injured reserve. The team is looking forward to Kingsley Kiki to take over for Adams on the front line. On Sunday, Kiki had two sacks and four combined tackles against the Eagles. It felt great, you know, uh, coming in. Uh, I had a really good uh, week of practice, you know, just running to the ball, just working hard and just trying to get better, you know, and really focusing on and just trying to help my game out. So uh, it paid off. On special teams, Green Bay giving up another long punt return for a touchdown. The second this season, the last time that happened was 1964. Now, should punter J.K. Scott help out and improve his tackling skills? Matt LaFleur. What, what we'll tell him is to, hey, take your shot, man. You, you got to close the space and, and just take a shot at the guy, and if you miss him, great. 
or if you get them down, great. And if you miss them, then we need the pursuit to be there. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. They say when it comes to the NFL, any given uh, Sunday holds true again. You got another game today, by the way. Talk about that in a minute, but it holds true uh, yesterday. Buffalo Bills, by the way, went on the road, struggled a little bit out in Arizona, but for the most part, uh, they pick up the win. They gave up 17 points in the second half of that game to San Francisco, but uh, they were up 17 to seven at half. Ended up winning that game, uh, 34. 24. Their lead at one point was as large as 27-10 in the third quarter. And uh, then San Francisco uh, put up a late score with the uh, kick by Robbie Gold to make it 27-17. And after that, it was Davis gets the 28-yard pass from uh, Josh Allen. And uh, that made it 34-17. It was pretty much out of reach after that. And then Reed gets the pass from Nick Mullins. And then it's 34-24. But the upset, 23-17. How about that? The Washington football, the team without a nickname. Alex Smith, 31 of 46, 296 yards through a touchdown pass, was under siege a lot with that uh, that pass rush by the Pittsburgh Steelers, sacked three times. But Ben Roethlisberger with a pick in that ballgame. A couple of touchdowns, 33 of 53, 305 yards. They didn't run the ball hardly at all against that Washington front. 21 yards is all they could muster yesterday. Total, total. Both teams really stout against the run, by the way. Washington only got 45, but nevertheless. It was all the passing game. Alex Smith won the duel. And the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers now have a blemish on their record. They're now 11-1. You got uh, coming up tonight the Cowboys and the Ravens later on. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. We're going to hear from David Stearns from the Brewers coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.